Hey everyone, well, great way to start 3,000 subscribers, by the way. Hey everyone, welcome back to Adhering Apologetics. Really pumped you to join us today. Today I'm just doing a live Q&A to celebrate 3,000 subscribers. So woohoo, party, party. Um, we hit 3,000 subscribers. So that was really exciting. Um, big milestone there and stuff like that. So I'm just going to be doing a little live Q&A. See if you have any questions like that. Um, love to hear them. Really anything like philosophy, apologetics, the Bible, sports, don't ask me about politics because I don't like talking about politics. Um, really just about anything though. So I'm open up to whatever and we can have a good conversation. And yeah, and we also have some questions that I have pulled up or I just pulled up as I was talking here um, from responses to me because I put out a tweet today because I was worried like in the beginning of this, well, maybe there's not going to be questions. It's going to be awkward. So I can kind of look at um, some of the viewers' questions. Um, so yeah, I'm really pumped that you're joining me today. I'll just give a brief intro. Um, Welcome everyone to Prava Skinny Man. Hey, it's good to see you, my guy or my woman, whoever you are. Nice to meet you. Good to see you. Um, yeah, we hit 3,000 subscribers, which is pretty, pretty insane, at least by my mind. Because if you ask me what I was going to be doing um, before my senior year of high school, I would have never said that I would be having a YouTube channel. Like, this is not something I like to do. But here we are, and we're having fun. Um, so, Jono, what's up, my guy? It's good to see you. Um, Doggo Slayer says, what the dog, what? Your dog on the pick, I guess you're asking? I can't even, uh, it's like a little poodle with like a little like dress, I guess. I don't know. Um, little note about me. I don't like small dogs. So um, just put that out there. And if you don't like me, um, oh gosh, computer theist. Very easy question to start the night. What's your take on the Old Testament conquest narratives? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, hmm. I have a really hard time believing that like God would command like literally like the killing of like women and children and like things like that. Um, so that's why like a full on like onslaught, like I see that is very like unlikely. Um, I see like the Copan view of it being like a warfare text on like a just war kind of and like um, exaggerated language. Like to me, that seems at least plausible. And then there's questions with like spiritualization, which I'm going to have a scholar on in just a few days on spiritualization with Old Testament violence. Um, and I can see, I see that as plausible. Um, and there's providential errancy. And I think like, just like growing up and like my culture, like believing in like providential errancy or spiritualization is very, very like not intuitive. Like I never really like appreciated it or understood it. So I'm probably like biased against these views. So I don't know. I mean, like a just war kind of thing seems like the most plausible to me. But I don't know. God is perfect. Um, so there's some answer. I just don't really know what it is. Um, yeah. Jono said, can theistic beliefs be justified in the absence of arguments? Yeah. Come on, dude. What are you thinking? Um, so, I mean, I kind of like the idea of like phenomenal conservatism where it's like it seems to you, P, um, and there's no defeaters and thereby you're justified in that belief. Um, so that's a very rough sketch of what phenomenal conservatism is. Um, so, yeah, I would say like if you have like say a theist like has an experience that they believe is God. Um, and there's like no good defeater for that experience. Well, then they're justified, I think, in believing in God. Um, in the same way you could say like an atheist has this like terrible experience of like divine silence or something. Um, it really seems to them like there is no God. Um, well, in the absence of defeaters, they'd be justified in that belief. Um, doesn't make it true or false. I just think like, you know, like argumentation and thinking about like God or no God is very person-based and we all have different like, biases and presuppositions uh, that we kind of bring to the table when thinking about these things. Favorite breakfast cereal? Hmm. That's a good question. I'm, I loved, like last year I was a bagel guy, so I know that doesn't really count, um, but I do like a bagel, toast it, and peanut butter. 
amazing breakfast. Um, so, but I, I like when you get like the wheat, like kind of like wheat with like some sort of like fruit in it. Like you get like, you know, like you get your like, what are those things called? The frosted thingies, you know, and you, get, you like throw in like a raspberry or something in there. Um, so yeah, Noah, good to see you. That's probably my favorite breakfast cereal. Oh my gosh, computer theorist, my guy, computer theorist, we are five minutes in and you are already like slamming me, my dude. Love you so much. I appreciate that. It's fun to think about these things. He asks, what is your soteriological position? Um, Molinist, Calvinist, Thomas, um, also elephant philosophy is back. Mini frosted mini wheats. Noah, thank you so much, my guy. That's what I was thinking of. Um, what is your soteriological picture position? Um, so if we're talking end times, I really don't know. I'm just like, yeah, I don't know. I don't really have a position. I mean, there's a position that's right. I just don't know. I haven't really spent time studying it. Um, Molinism, yeah. I mean, I, part of me wonders, like, can you actually be free? Like, if the counterfactuals just align perfectly for you to, like, freely make a decision to do something, like, well, it just seems weird. Like, I don't know. But, I mean, I, I definitely see Molinism as plausible. Calvinism, I mean, there's some things where, like, I don't know if we need free will to have an argument. Like, I, I don't, I think compatibilism makes some sense, but then there's this problem of, like, hell. Like, I don't see how you can have Calvinism being true and there also being people who are eternally consciously tormented. Like, that, yeah, that just doesn't, ugh. Like, I love my Calvinist friends and brothers, but, like, and sisters, but, like, I just don't, that doesn't make sense to me. And Thomist, um... I have a really hard time with classical theism. I read, I'm reading this really good book um, called The Divine Attributes by John Peckham. And he kind of gets into this. And yeah, so I don't know. Classical theism is, yeah, it's hard for me to accept. Um, so yeah, and elephant philosophy, it is good to see you back on the YouTubes, my guy. Um, Raphael, which videos are you the most proud, most, or am I the most proud of? Hmm. That is a very good question, Raphael. Um, Mm, I don't know if I'd say like proud, like, yeah, I made that. Come on. But like in terms of like actually like engaging, like I've been very like satisfied with like engaging more with like the higher level atheists. Like Josh and I did a video responding to like Green Mombie's logical problem of evil and like me and a couple other people responded to a couple of Emerson Green videos on like why I'm an atheist. Um, and just engaging with videos like that, talking about like skeptical theism and different things or like the argument for limits or cosmic skeptic. Like I've been very satisfied with like engaging with like kind of like the, the top atheists because you know you just get a, you get a much deeper appreciation like i think i have a hard time thinking like you could study these arguments um and not come to appreciate the other side because people are just very smart and you know like this this character that like both sides will make sometimes where the other side is just irrational is just like it seems to me like when people say that they just really haven't studied the other side because there's a lot of great stuff. Um, so my whole playlist response is skeptics, I guess is the videos I'm most proud of. And I'm just so grateful for all the people that have come on for like interviews, like all these amazing, brilliant people that are no, like a zillion times more than me. And they're willing to talk to me. Like, I'm so grateful to all those people. Um, from experience, leave Christianity a few years and be sympathetic to everything the modern Protestants hate. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I mean, I'm pretty convinced Christianity is true, so that's not happening. Um, but I do think, like, over time, like, I've become more sympathetic with, like, other views. Like, like I'm pretty certain universalism is fal false, um, and I'd say, like, the Bible is an error to some extent, depending on how we're going to define it. But, like, I am more, like, I totally, like, there's very respectable views. Like, I've realized this, like, growing up in, like, the Northeast, like, a very Protestant culture, like, we have this kind of, like, view of things. And, like, 
you know, like here's kind of how we see this. And if you go outside this bubble, well, you know, like you're in heresy. This is very serious stuff. And like things like denying, like say like inerrancy or like maybe certain like end times views. But like, I think it's okay to, as long as like, if you are a Christian and you're like biblically faithful, just trying to follow the truth, trying to serve God, it's okay to have views that may like make people feel a little cringe as long as you're like staying biblically faithful and things like that. Um, so yeah, I mean, I understand those views a lot more. So yeah. What is your favorite response to evolutionary evils? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question, Doggo Slayer. I appreciate that. So I did a debate with Emerson Green um, of the problem of evil recently, and I, it focused on teleological evils, I believe. Um, so there's different, like, responses you could give to evolutionary evils. Um, looking at, like, you don't – I just say, like, I like to think this is animal suffering, like – if we admit the earth isn't 6,000 years old, it doesn't matter if you believe in evolution or not, if you believe in old earth, like there's going to be animal suffering for millions of years. Um, and yeah. And what I'm going to have to think, what I think is like, well, there has to be some sort of greater story going on. Um, like I think about like the animals um, that are participating in this, like there has to be some purpose for that, which is like not answering um, my favorite response. But I'm going to say something like a great story. The Odyssey, like Josh Rasmussen talks about this, where the animals are a part of something bigger. Um, they're helping contribute to the story of human origins. Um, and like life is beautiful. Obviously, we have to deal with the problems of like predation and suffering. But like life in and of itself is like good. That's like one of the things I think about. Like, so it seems like it'd be better to have life and some suffering than no life and no suffering. Um, so that's a few things. Uh, I hope that helps you. Um, and feel free to message me. Swift C says, is there any evidence the Old Testament is historically liable existence of patriarchs, Moses, the conquest, etc.? I have not studied that, Swift. Thank you for your question. Um, I appreciate that a lot, actually. I have not. Inspiring Philosophy has some good stuff on this. So I'd encourage you to check him out, but I haven't really studied that. Um, so, yeah. Um, computer theist, philosophy books for laymen like me. Well, the good news for you, philosophy, for computer theist, is I have a website with, I think it's like 51 books. Yeah, 51 books you should read, and I haven't updated it, and it'd probably be like 70 if I did update it. And there's a bunch of books right there. Um, my top three right now are How Reason Can Lead to God by Josh Trashmason, um, Hiddenness of God, Michael Ray, and Mere Christianity, C.S. Lewis. What's your biggest objection to Islam? I don't know. I'm, I am I guess I could say something like, I mean, like there seems like there's really good evidence Jesus died on the cross, and Islam would say that Jesus didn't die on the cross. Um but that's kind of like a beginner thing. I don't know. I haven't studied Islam a lot, SP, but I appreciate that. Um, Zach, do you think, do you know what happened to the Think Christian Theism blog? I do not. I'm sorry. Um, how do you handle emotions um, during disagreements, anxiety, anger, love the channel? Go, bruh. Wesley, if you are in, what, what, where do the Hokies play? Blacksburg? Yeah. Come down to Lynchburg, boy, and we will show you how us flames do it in lynchburg um i think we're like an hour away or something um go flames bro come on what's come on let's go come on uh, <laughs> um yeah go go flames i think we actually play you guys later this year so that'll be fun um how do i handle disagreements i think i like maybe this is weird but like i just think disagreements are very beautiful like imagine a world where like no one disagreed on anything but, like that'd be a pretty boring world if it's just like yeah like here i just solved um how to like mix or how quantum like quantum quantum theory and classical like mechanics works like bruh come on it's like i got it and everyone's like yeah yeah okay we're good like that'd be a pretty boring world um so yeah i i mean i think just like remembering the beauty of disagreement and like trying to remember like we're allies like people like when i engage with people i disagree with like we're allies looking for truth 
Um, it shouldn't just be like this polemic where we're just trying to like engage and trying to like get victory points and like stuff like that. Um, so I think it's a few things. Um, anxiety. I don't really deal with like in with regards to disagreements, anxiety or anger. I do get a little frustrated if I feel like people don't understand my point, but then it's just like, you know, like keep talking, keep trying to see truth, trying to understand each other. Um, yeah. Um, Noah says, Thoughts on the cognitive science of religion. I worry that the hyperactive agency detects and the tendency towards teleological reasoning erode credence in phenomenological conservatism. Hmm, that's a good question. Man, no, you probably know a lot more epistemology than I do. My thing is, like, like, if we don't accept something like phenomenal conservatism, it seems very hard to me, like, how we're not going to get thrown into radical skepticism. Like, I, I could feel like a radical skeptic saying, well, you know, like, you have this like appearance of the external world that's really real, but like, come on, man, how do you know that? Maybe you just have this device that like makes you think it's real um, or something like that. So that's, that's kind of like one of my worries. Um, you can say like, well, maybe like there's this problem of like people just like are say like, like reason, like just credence in terms of their beliefs, like believe in God. And it's like, yeah, I mean, there's good scientific evidence to show that like belief in God is like, just like an intuitive thing. So, I mean, I don't, but like, then I don't see that as a problem. I see that as actually evidence in favor of theism um, rather than not. You should have a universalist on. Well, tell David Bentley Hart to respond to my emails because, you know, I'm this bigly guy that has like 3,000 subscribers now. <laughs> no, uh, yes, I should. I just, yeah. I, yeah, no excuses. You're right, Jono. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Oh, gosh. Now you're going to hate me more, Jono. Do you factory farm me? Yes. I'm sorry. I know you probably really don't like me now. I, yeah, it's probably one of those things where I'm just pleading ignorance, but I just haven't really studied the topic, haven't really thought about it. I mean, it seems to me like it's wrong, but I'm kind of just been like, you know, like I've just kind of done it and just like, you know, yeah, I do. Should I? Probably not. Should I take it seriously? Probably. Um, yeah, that's a good question, Jonah. So yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, Jerry says, I believe most of the New Testament um, but I have real questions about the Old Testament, especially the violence. Why do Christians think I'm heretical because I don't worship a book? Hmm. So Interesting question, Jerry. So I don't, first, I don't really understand what that means. That I believe most of the New Testament, like, like Marcionites would like believe most of the New Testament or like any, like Muslims could say, yeah, we believe most of the New Testament. So like, I don't know if that, like, so what I'm trying to say is like, are you like, what does it mean to believe most of the New Testament? Like, cause if you like deny, like say like the Nicene Creed or like the resurrection of Jesus, like well, there's probably some very serious problems. Like, and like, just because you accept most of the New Testament doesn't mean then that like you're a Christian. Um, so yeah, I kind of don't know what that means. And then how does that translate to Old Testament violence? Well, I mean, we have to take God's word faithfully. Like if Jesus rose from the dead, there's very good credence to think that Christianity is true. And then we have to think about like what the office that the Old Testament is like inspired, God's inspired word. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think it's okay with having mysteries and questions. So, like take like Randall Rouser. Um, Love that guy so much. Like he's a committed Christian. Like he believe. Like he'll affirm like the creeds or like you know like things like that. Like death, resurrection, Jesus, Trinity. Um, and then he comes to like these questions with like Old Testament violence, and he's like really disturbed. Um, so something like that. And so that's like why he wrote Jesus loves the Canaanites. And I mean, he believes the Old Testament. He just thinks that the interpretation of like God actually commanding these things is wrong. And like you know we could debate that. Um, so yeah, I mean I see like. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of my response is, like, start with the creeds. Like, do you believe Christianity is true? And then kind of go from there. And, like, what does that mean for, like, looking at, like, the Old Testament and how you should interpret it and things like that? So, yeah. Oh, community pastors. 
Oh, Nicholas Quint, my guy. What are you doing here? Um, shouldn't you like be like doing something else? <laughs> I don't know. I haven't studied enough. Um, I have been thinking about like I think it was you who talked about how like or no, it was NT Wright about how the person who delivered Romans was a woman and like then that person like explained it and things like that. Um, so I mean, I definitely see a case for it and there's questions, you know, and I, I I don't know. That's one of those questions I'm just really not sure about, Nick. So I'm sorry. Um, Joe, no. Is it, is it unethical to be extremely cool for trivial reasons? Yes. And I feel like I'm getting thrown into a trap where, or not a trap, but like an argument to say that factory farming is wrong. Um, and yeah, I, yeah. So yes, Joe, no. Throw me into your trap and expose me for my views about factory farming. Because yeah, I mean, I'm probably wrong. Um, Noah. Have Robin Imperial on Ramila way before Daily My Heart. Not sure what this is going to be feeling. Okay, well, thank you for letting me know. No, I appreciate that. Um, I need to reach out to these people. I'm going to screenshot that, actually. Um, and, yeah, I'd love to have someone like that on. Are there any questions in, are there any questions in Christianity you find difficult to answer or can never be answered? No, I know everything. Come on, man. You know, I got 3,000 subscribers. I know what I'm talking <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. Um, hope that was funny. Um yeah, I mean, there's lots. Like, um, say, like, God existing as three persons, but one God. Like, how does that work? Yeah, I really have no idea. Um, or, like, the incarnation or, like, you know, like, we have foreknowledge, but there's also human freedom. And then there's questions of, like, how do you make sense of, like, Old Testament violence? Um, mm, like, biblical ambiguity? Yeah, I have all kinds of questions um, that are difficult. Or I mean, I think there has to be some, like, there has to be some answer for, like, why God is three persons. I just don't really know what it is. Um, so, yeah. Um, is taste good a trivial reason? Oh, no. I'm getting trapped. Um, I don't know. Uh, oh, gosh. I'm getting scared. I'm going to be convicted to be a vegan by the end of this live stream. Um, I mean, gosh. Oh, gosh. I really don't want to go here. I have not studied veganism in these arguments in general you know how to find me we can talk about this um so i'm just gonna plead ignorance here and you know how to con contact with me and i'd love to chat with you about this um here you're from pa yes sir state college pa my guy um is that true uh sheets bro wawa i don't i don't think i've even ever been to wawa like i've heard of it but i don't even know if i've ever seen a wawa um sheets order so i played basketball in high school and before every basketball game, we'd leave school at like 3.30, go to Sheets, just me, some, me and some of my friends, and I got a uh, foot-long cheese and steak stub with lettuce, black olives, and I think I got mayonnaise, um, and I got a cinnamon pretzel and a water bottle, and that was the go-to, and yeah, you know, I balled out at low single-A high school basketball. <laughs> yeah, so that's probably my go-to, Noah, so love Sheets. Any Christian movies that you recommend? Hmm. I'm not a big movie person. I'm trying to think. Hmm. I like The Chosen. I know that's not a movie, um, but I do I do really like The Chosen. It's a really good TV series, and I think it's free. So if you like download the app or whatever, you can find it. What's your second favorite year? Well, I guess that answer that question. I figure I have to figure out what like what my first favorite year is. So. Right, left, right, left, right, left, right, left. Right, right's my favorite year. So left is my second favorite year. Um, yeah. Um, Jerry says, I live 99% of the New Testament. The only part I question is Ananias and Sapphira and women not speaking in church. Is that clarification? Yeah. So, I mean, I think 
what that would mean then, Jerry, if I'm understanding you right, is you disagree with certain traditional interpretations of, like, say, like, the killing of a nice and Sapphira or, like, women not speaking in church. Um, so then, like, I mean, like, in that view, like, you're a Christian. You just deny certain interpretations. And, like, we could get into these debates on, like, is it biblically faithful? And, like, does it make sense to say, like, certain things are, like, true or false about, like, what Scripture teaches? Um, so I'd say, like, you believe, a, like, at least from what I understand, you'd say, like, I believe 100% of the New Testament. I just... I disagree with traditional interpretations on certain things, which is fine. I think like we can have disagreement and talk about these things and follow the evidence where it leads, you know, sheets is boss. Wesley, you are a good man and we are best friends. I'm pretty sure you were the guy who said that Blacksburg was where it's at with tech. Um, so I forgive you now because you accept sheets. Do you think there are any successive deductive arguments for theism? Hmm. Mm. So I don't think from like the armchair, like you're like, let's say like someone's an atheist and I like, I throw them the Kalam, like, and they've actually like studied the Kalam. Like no one's going to accept it. And they'll be like, Oh shoot, you're right. God exists. Um, but it's not to say the Kalam doesn't work. It's just how we process and think about arguments. So, um, so in that sense, like, I mean, I think there's certain deductive arguments that are like probably true. Like, like, I think like, you know, like you wrote a blog criticizing like Craig's formulation. And like, I'd agree with you. Like, that's not a good thing to throw in like a debate or like thinking about these things. But like eventually, like, I think that argument is successful in terms of like fine tuning is due to design. Um, but I don't think like an atheist would ever accept that. So that's why I'd agree with you. Like it's a bad argument throughout there in the context of a debate. Um, I mean, I think that, yeah, ontological arguments, like I think obviously possibly God exists. So God exists. Um, you know, that's kind of the bullet or not the bullet, but like that's how ontological arguments run. Like if God, if it's possible God exists, then you know, kind of left with God existing if we're going to run an ontological argument. So I think there's a few. Um, but I mean, like, in the context of, like, throwing, those, throwing like, arguments out that, like, to atheists that, like, I don't think there's any that you can throw at an atheist and they can't rationally deny, which is kind of, like, why I'm a fan of, like, abductive and, like, Bayesian reasoning and thinking about, like, simplicity and then explanatory power. Case for Christ is with me. have to check it out. Never seen it. Um what constitutes a good argument to you? And how do you come to know that argument is good? That's a good question. Um, a good argument. So a good argument would raise the probability of a hypothesis. So let's say like you're considering um, whether or not God exists. And now you're considering evidence from say consciousness. Um, and you're like, well, look at the hypothesis of theism. Like, would we expect consciousness? You say, well, like God's a mind. So potentially there's the resources to explain minds. Maybe God would have reason to create minds. So yeah, it'd be a good reason to think that like consciousness would exist given theism. Now what about atheism? Well, you know, nothing in atheism, like it implicitly predicts consciousness to exist. Um, you can infer like, say like maybe panpsychism is true, but then you're going to have to infer that there's this kind of like necessary, like something material probably. And then there's also this necessary consciousness. So that's going to lower your probability of your hypothesis. So then it seems like to me, like, you know, like that'd be like good evidence or you could do like, like, I think if you bring the argument from evil, right, you, it would be some evidence against theism. The problem is the argument from evil has to build in, has to build into itself the existence of conscious life, which to me is like, yeah, I don't know how you can make that a strong argument. Then if you have to build something into your framework, that is like, in my mind, a pretty good evidence in favor of theism. Um, so good arguments, a good argument will show that something is expected on one hypothesis, but not on another. Um, so then it lays favor to the one hypothesis. So yeah, it's kind of how I think about arguments. Um, Raphael says, do you edit your own videos? Yes, I do, senor. Um, yes, I use, I, I use iMovie, guys. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. I, I'm good at some things, but like 
editing and like artsy stuff is not my forte. Um, so forgive me for using iMovie, but yeah. As an apologist, you probably sleep comfortably. Okay, well, nice. Um, depends on how you define successful. That's true. Um, the TV series AD was the best Christian entertainment I've ever seen. It came out about six years ago. Have you guys seen it? it sounds familiar. I'll look it up. Um, AD, the Bible continues. Oh, I've heard of that. I just haven't seen it. So, yeah, I mean, I don't watch a lot. Of it. I watch like one show a day, and that's kind of like while I'm doing homework, so it's not actually like watching it. Unless it's like a Marvel thing, then I drop everything and watch it. Like Shang-Chi was so good. Um all right, we're caught up on questions. What I'll do now is I will go to the community tab and read a question um, while I wait for more of you guys. So thank you so much for joining me. I'm glad that you think that what I say matters um, and you're listening. Um, probably a skinny man who is, oh, literally right here, um, says, I'm not sure if I'm able to make it. Well, you made it, so glad. But um, I'd like to ask, who is your favorite philosopher and why? Hmm. So in terms of like, approaching like conversations my favorite would be like josh rasmussen because he approaches it in terms of us actually seeking truth like and not saying other people don't do this but like he's such a nice guy and like he's really helped me like frame like how i think about like debates and conversations like it's not about like trying to like get points and you know like stomping the other person and showing them that they're rational but really just like um you know like seeking truth and like trying to understand the world like we like josh has helped me remember to wonder like, I feel like, like if you're in apologetics or counter apologetics, it's very easy to get into like, well, I got to prove Christianity, prove Christianity is false. And then we get into this like dogmatism where like, we're just out to destroy the other side and we lose the beauty of truth and like seeking truth and trying to understand truth. Like that's such a beautiful thing. Um, so yeah. And then like, I love Oppie's ideas, you know, like apologetics, Chad here, me, um, saying I love Oppie cause you know, it's like what all the cool kids are saying these days. Um, but like how he approaches arguments is really helpful. Um, I love Swinburne's way of thinking about things and yeah, that's a few of them. Um, damn Chris, does the YouTube channel affect your studies negatively? Um, thank you so much for the super chat first, Chris. Really appreciate that. The hundred of whatever currency that is. Um, appreciate that. My guy really appreciate everything you do and help out with the channel. So thank you so much. Um, really appreciate you. You're awesome. Um, does the channel studies affect your studies negatively? Not anymore because of people like you, <laughs> Patreon plug right here. Um, so because of our patrons at patreon.com, such a apologetics and our YouTube members and our people who super chat. No, I actually, this is my second year now where I'm a student and I go to school and then I do this. And this is kind of like the two things I do. Um, so luckily, like I can spend a lot of time on my studies, which is very important and also spend a lot of time like making content. So praise be to God for all the people who have supported the channel and stuff. Um, and because you guys know, I mean, my studies are going well and, you know, I'm not failing and I'm going to be Lord willing graduating in May. And yeah. So yeah. Um, still chat with a friend who helped me make it. Apologies. Yes, sir. BDS. Um, that was Carl. Carl is my best friend. We go to college together. Uh, we roomed together for two years. Now I'm separate from him and he's like 10 miles away right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, we hang out all the time and we were hanging out yesterday watching the Steelers and like crying and suffering, but also really happy when they won. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah, Carl was a great guy. Loved the guy. Um, and he's kind of had a different vision for what he wanted to do. And yeah, so Carl's a really cool guy and he supports the channel and he's awesome. So yeah, he's there. He's still alive. <laughs> um, favorite old Testament and new Testament scholar. 
Hmm. <laughs> okay. Biblical scholarship is something I need to study more, but my favorite Old Testament scholar, hmm, I'll say John Walton, but I haven't read a lot of Old Testament scholarship. Um, so, but he's really helped me revolutionize how I think about like the Bible and understand, or Michael Heiser. I love Michael Heiser. Um, but I don't know if he's an Old Testament or New Testament scholar. Um, so yeah. And then New Testament scholar, uh, I like John Piper and N.T. Wright, so completely different directions theologically, but I love John Piper's heart for the Lord, and I love N.T. Wright in terms of, like, understanding the Bible and, like, helping me, like, kind of get, like, help me throw away some of my presuppositions that don't need to be there um, when thinking about the Bible. So there's a few of them. I kind of, like, listed four, and none of them are really specifically in, like, one area except Wright's primarily New Testament. Um, and Nick Quint, you know, I love Nick Quint, so hopefully you're still listening, Nick. You're actually my favorite New Testament scholar, so. Nick, if you're listening, please. And if not, um, I don't know. It's sad. I just gave you a shout out. Shout out to his channel, which I forget its name. Oh, it's um, what's Nick's channel's name? I don't know. It's something. It's linked in an interview with Nick. I'm so sorry. Um, I watch your channel sometimes. Uh, thank you for listening, Jerry. Really appreciate that. And from what I know about you and all you do in life, I wonder <laughs> when does that young man ever sleep? Ah, you know, I actually get a good amount of sleep. Like I always get made fun of. By my friends because I go to bed early. Um, but I mean, I sleep from like 10 30, 11 to 6. So I get like seven and a half hours. I have a watch that keeps track of my sleep and I get like seven and a half on average at night. So yeah. Um, Chris BDS, thank you guys. I see you have the member icons next to your names. Thank you so much for becoming a member. Um, yeah, I appreciate you guys being a member. And if you're listening now and you like the content, consider becoming a member. $1.99 a month and you get a cool little badge like Chris and BDS have. Um, do you listen to any pastors? If so, who are your favorite? Yeah, I listen to a few. So I listen to John Piper a lot, Tim Keller, uh, my dad. <laughs> my dad. Yeah, my dad's a pastor. So I listen to my dad. Um, those are the big three. I listen to Bishop Barron, Bishop Robert Barron sometimes. He's not a pastor, but he's a bishop. So, I mean, it's kind of it's similar. Um, those are the big ones. Yeah, those are probably my favorite pastors to listen to. Go Bills. Ha ha ha. Wesley. Bro, we've had a roller coaster today in this live stream. We're only 30 minutes in. You were like, go Hokies. And I was like, this guy's. Oh. <laughs> um, and you're like, go Sheets. And I was like, yes. And now you said, go Bills. But, you know, the Steelers won yesterday. So, yeah. Um, how many points a game were you when you played in high school? Um, hmm. I'm trying to remember. So, Went to small school, so I started varsity all four years, which probably would only happen because I started a small school. Um, so, I, so it was like maybe like six or seven my freshman, like ten my freshman year, like seven my sophomore year, like twenty my or eighteen my junior year, and like fifteen or fourteen or thirteen my senior year. Um, so I finished with like a thousand twenty points. So I hit a thousand points. So that was pretty cool. Basketball was a lot of fun. Have you heard about John Piper on wives who abusive husbands? Ooh, I mean, I have not come across that, but if that's true, that's really sad. Um, yeah. Ramon, hey, y'all. What's up, Ramon? It's good to see you, my guy. Um, assuming Australia and the USA went to war, assuming New York, would you rather fight or go to prison for the duration of the war? Oh, my gosh, dude. That's you, Jonah. You are letting it all out. Um, So it's going to depend. Like, say, like, one side is like, committing holocaust or something terrible then like obviously like you'd want to fight like i i you know you don't like we can't just like let genocide and holocaust happen so if that was something that happened then yeah you know i'd fight but if it was like over say like you know like oil or something that's like you know like just like 
a war to try to make money, like then I'd have a very hard time fighting. So it's going to depend on the context and, you know, like Australia and the USA are homies. So that's never going to happen. Um, Miguel says, cool. Appreciate your thoughts, Miguel. Um, what's up? So we are caught up on live chat questions for a second. So I will look at another question um, from the YouTube community chat and keep firing away, guys. I appreciate this. So I'll probably go for another hour if there's a lot of questions. Um, I need to drink water. So I'm going to take a drink for a second while I read this question, while I read the question out loud from Church TV. Okay. He says, I'm from India, and I want to know how imitationalism in the philosophy aesthetics, um, which is in many movies, tries to show how the world and then people, um, his their sinful actions, and they don't feel guilty, so if there's anything wrong with imitationalism in movies. So I think what this question is getting at and, like, how it affects our Christian life is, like, so in like films and media and whatnot, it's often portrayed like certain things that like Christians would say is like is wrong is like, yeah, you know, that's good. Like say like um, sex outside of marriage or like, um, you know, like getting drunk or like things like that. Um, and yeah, I mean, that's damaging. Like I'm thinking about like I've been thinking about this like my own culture growing up. Um, like I grew up in like the Western media where like, you know, like in a like a kind of secular town so like you know like all these things are like yeah you know go do it bro live your life things like that um and yeah that definitely affected me like thinking about like my own walk with the lord and like um what matters and whatnot that really hurt me um so yeah it's definitely a serious thing and we have to think about like what are we teaching um and i don't think the response is to like hide from culture but rather to like engage with it and like show like hey this is what they're trying to say and this is why we think it's wrong um so yeah that's an interesting question truth tv Appreciate that. Which, which online? Why is it not showing up? Oh no! I hope I'm still recording. Um, it's not showing up. Oh no! This is so bad. Oh no! Well, can you hear me still? I can pull this up on my phone. Um, can someone that's listening right now just let me know if you hear me still? Um, because I cannot click on the chat message. From Raphael, which says, which online community do you find the most toxic? Reddit. Reddit. <laughs> yeah, I don't use Reddit. So, yeah, I get to escape from this one. I'm going to pull up my phone that I just dropped um, and make sure this is still working. So.
And we're back. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, everyone. I have no idea what happened. My computer's internet just like decided it was going to be done for the night. So I had to restart my computer and get back on here. Um, but somehow eight people are, a bunch of people are still here. So we'll just keep going. Um, yeah, I'm so sorry that I lost you guys. And hopefully we can keep going. So sorry. I'll catch up on questions. Um, and yeah, we're back. Jonah asked me about Australia and the USA going to war. That was the last time we left. Um, and that was the last question. And I answered the question about, yeah, I don't use Reddit, so I can't trash Reddit with you, Raphael. <gasps> Favorite theology podcast? Hmm. I just started listening to someone. Um, I think his name is Jordan Cooper. The Justin Sinner guy. I forget his name. Um, he has a really good podcast. Oh, no. I froze again. I'm back. Okay. So he has a really good podcast. Um, I don't disagree. I disagree with John Piper on, like, everything. But I do really like his um, commitment to, like, being biblically faithful. Um Craig has some good stuff. NT Wright stuff is really good. Um, yeah, those are some of my favorite. Um, I don't like to talk bad on people, Ramon. Um, I'd say the more toxic form of like apologetics is when we're not actually like engaging with people, but we're just trying to like show people as like stupid. Um, so, I mean, that kind of method when you're just trying to make people sound dumb is really annoying. Like, it's like all people that disagree with me are just irrational. Um, like, no, there's, you can have rational, rational disagreement. Like, even if you're like a precept, like, see, like Eli Ayala, he's a precept. And like, you know, he's gonna say like the atheist, like, um, can't really be rational. But, like, he's such, he's so gracious in how he talks and stuff like that. So I just think when you villainize people that disagree with you, that's kind of the method that I'm like, not a fan of. Um... Text is checking, checking, checking. I like the tree. See, this is okay. This is kind of funny because, like, I when I said at the stream, like, I had the tree there, and I was like, yeah, you know, I love that tree. Like, it's such an aesthetic thing. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you, Jesus, thank you for appreciating my tree and all that hard work of finding the image online. Um, catching up. Daniel says, "Do you have its favorite sport team or something?" Yes, sir, Daniel. Um, so that's kind of like my thing. Like, it's so like I do work and like I'll watch sports or like have like I, a lot of the times, like when I work, I have like a soccer game or a football game or a baseball game or something in the background. Cause like it helps me focus, which sounds weird, but yeah. Um, so I like the Steelers, Pittsburgh Steelers. That's my hometown team. Um, I like Penn state cause that's where I grew up. Liberty flames. Um, like the Philadelphia Sixers, Penguins, Pirates, just thinking of all the sports. Um, and then I like soccer a lot. So I'm a big Chelsea fan. But only when Pulisic is playing, playing. So, um, yeah. Uh, who do you think is the goat in that? Bruh. <laughs> um, I'm just kind of exaggerating. Uh, the goat is LeBron. Like, dude is just, like, amazing. Like, he just every year is great. Um, and basically, like, you know how, like, apologists get really triggered when someone asks like well who created god i get really triggered when someone's like well michael jordan went six and zero in the nba finals it's just a terrible argument um and let's go let's debate i'm ready whoever wants to go come on right now we'll talk about this <laughs> i'm kidding i don't want to get into a lebron debate thing um yes i agree so i'm not saying like i hope just to clarify like i'm not saying like all precept is like bad not at all i think there's like there's very intellectually rigorous forms of presuppositional apologetics it's just when and like when um people are actually just like you know like not actually trying to engage but they're rather just trying to like um 
you know, like villainize people. That's more of what I'm talking about. And like, there's many people who aren't like a precept that do that. So, and I'm not even like, when I'm like criticizing, like, I don't even have preceptors in mind really when I'm talking about this. Like, maybe like one, but you know, ugh, I don't like to gossip. Um, oh, Wesley, my guy, you just struck out so hard. <laughs> ah, ah, interesting. Um, Chelsea Gross, but Pulisic legit. Dude, honestly, I relate to that because Chelsea, um, yeah, I didn't care about Chelsea and they signed Pulisic and I was like, oh, shoot, because I love Pulisic. Um, yeah. Do you have any future debates planned that you host or partake in? Yeah, so next week I'm hosting a debate between um, Eric Manning from Testify and Godless Engineer on um, undesigned coincidences and defeating the 500. So that's next week sometime, like Tuesday evening maybe. Um, so that should be a lot of fun. Really looking forward to that. And then partaking in, yes, we have something in the works for mid to late October. Um, I was actually just working, talking with the guy today about it. Um, so we're working on that and hopefully something's going to happen in October, which should be really fun. And I'm really looking forward to that. Um, so yeah, that's probably going to happen and I'll announce it when it happens, when we get it like set in stone. So yeah. Um, what's your vertical height? Uh, I'm five ten. if that's what you're asking. Um, and how can I, high can I jump? Not high. <laughs> I've always like, I was like the guy on the basketball team that was like the tiny guy that just like was like a grinder more of it like not super like hopsy or whatever so bruh okay daniel you seem like a cool guy but if you're gonna call chelsea gross what does that say about Bayern? like they literally just buy the entire bundesliga like bruh like literally like anyone else in the bundesliga is like decent and byron's like all right we're just gonna throw a bunch of money at these guys like come on daniel come on come on come on bruh Let's go. Come on. You can't call Chelsea gross and then call Bayern, support Bayern. And the Galaxy, I mean, LA Galaxy, they're fine. Um, we are caught up again. I will go back to the viewer questions. Hopefully the internet or the community questions that showed up before the stream. Um, but, yeah, thank you guys for joining. It's been a lot of fun. Um, we'll keep going for another 40 minutes as I pull up our community tab. And, yeah, so feel free to ask anything. And, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I answered Jones. I answered Jones' question. Yeah. So I'm actually really looking forward to getting doing a debate again. So I always love those, and I promise to not talk really fast because that is a terrible idea. So that's probably going to happen soon. And yeah, it's going to be a jolly time. Um, community tab is pulled up, but there's questions back in the live chat. Um, do you hold to John Walton's Genesis one view? Um, potentially. I definitely see it as plausible. I'm not really committed to anything specific. I'm pretty sure, like, pretty confident Young Earth creationism is false. Like, Ben Stanhope has a really good book on it. Um, yeah, but then, like, in terms of, like, what does that mean? Well, Walton's view seems plausible to me, and maybe, like, some other order of view. Yeah, I'm kind of agnostic on that. Um, look at their history, though. Byron... We're the small team back in the 60s and built this in the Giants plus 50 plus one. Okay, the 50 plus one rule is good because then we don't have super teams like Chelsea or who hecking like wanted to join the Super League. Um, and yeah, maybe they were a small team in the 60s, Daniel. Um, I just was like not alive, so <laughs> I don't really know. Um, oh my gosh. I got a phone call and that scared me so hard. So <laughs> I'm sorry if I jumped. Um, 
That's why I just got really scared. Uh, I'm jumpy. Um, what, if any, campus ministries are you a part of? I am not really a part of any. I'm part of, like, a local church congregation and, like, go to church and, like, part of that, but not really a part of any campus ministries, Wesley. Um, I'm caught up again. Let's look at, back to the – so these questions we're looking at are from the community tab. Um, let's look at orange or orange. Had some questions. Um, he said, what is your response when someone says life is meaningless? Well, you go, why'd you get out of bed out in the morning? Like there's this innate sense of like purpose. Like I was thinking, I've been thinking about this so much recently. Um, cause Jordan Peterson brought it up and it's like, I was like, yeah, that's really true. It's like, why on earth do we get out of bed in the mornings? Like, especially like if you think about like, I'm not one of those people where it's like, well, atheism, there's no purpose, meaning da, da, da. like it's total like Nietzsche and nihilism, but like, why on earth would you get out of bed in the morning? Like if atheism is true, like it just doesn't make sense to me. Like if there's this innate human like belief that like life has purpose and value um, and things like that. So yeah, you can definitely, uh, yeah. So I don't know. That'd be like that. Um, why immorality or rather infinite existence isn't a problem. Um, hmm. So like, why isn't it a problem that we live forever? Well, I mean, I don't know. Like there's no contradiction in it. And like, if God exists then like, and he has some sort of like stories unfolding as we think we do in Christian revelation, then like, yeah, you know, um, yeah, there'd be good reason to think that like, that, you know, like we're going to live forever, things like that. Um, it's all good. Wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was going back to his other questions. Um, and lastly, what is heaven look like? Is heaven made of like materially? Hmm. So from what I understand, like my eschatology is not good, but um, in terms of like, I haven't studied a lot, but from what I understand, like, there's a new creation, like a new heavens and a new earth. Um, so I kind of think that like, it's going to be a little bit like this, like it's like the world we're going to interact with is going to be pretty similar to this one, but just like without sin. Um, so yeah, that's kind of my thing. Um, Daniel says it's all good. They did cheaper by being by Anaheim ducks. Um, give me the cross I bear. Wow, Daniel, so humble of you, dude. Listen, being a Byron fan is actually kind of smart because you literally just win every year. So there's something to fall back on, which is probably something I should do because it's a Steelers fan. Um, can we access your father's sermon? Um, I put the YouTube channel to the church here and you can find him. He's the bald. <laughs> well, they're, they're like, oh, bald guys. Dad, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I put the link to the channel down there. Um, his name's Jared. And yeah, he talks on some of the videos, a lot of them. Um, Zach is not judgmental. Can folks quit asking Zach different questions? Yes, I appreciate that. I really try not to be judgmental um, and things like that. In terms of like, you know, like I'm not going to be like, thou shalt not judge and like never judge anything, but like trying to be open and things like that. Um, Green Zombie, I'm kind of not sure about like hell and whatnot. Like I see C.S. Lewis's picture of hell, of, like the gate, the gates being locked and the inside is plausible, but also like Chris Date makes a really good case for like conditionalism. Um, so I don't know. I mean, yeah, I don't know. There's a perfect God and somehow it's going to work out. So yeah. Kelvy here has a question that I will answer as soon as I take a drink. What is your heritage? How far back can you trace your ancestry? And do you ever think your upbringing family values contributed much to coming to Christ? How many very religious relatives? Um, heritage. Whew. Um, Transylvanian, <laughs> like literally like my family's like not vampire, but like the place where vampires came from, you know, the stories. Um, so that's as far back as we yell, like Germany, Transylvania. I heard that secular actually like goes to secular, like people that like weren't religious. So like 
I don't know if that's actually true or not, though. So maybe, yeah, I was a skeptic before, you know. But no. Um. So yeah, I don't know. Um. Do you think you're? Oh yeah, family. Like whether you accept it or not, like the way you are raised really makes an impact on how you live. And like my family was Christian, and I grew up in a Christian culture. So yeah, I mean, it's very much influenced by Christian culture. Um. And how much did coming to Christ? I mean, definitely it played a part. Like especially like when I thought about God, like. I've always had this intuition where like, if God exists, well, like, well, Christianity must be true. Um, that's just my intuition. And it's probably a lot of it comes from my family background. Um, yeah. A lot of very religious family, mm -hmm. things like that. So yeah. Fun. The crew internet Liberty dated Dwight from the office in high school. So do crew. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Yeah. I grew up like an hour from Scranton where the office was. So yeah. Um, What's the soteriological? Oh gosh, I have no idea. That'd be a question for my father. Um, yeah, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. I think he does. I think he, I'm not going to put words in his mouth. He doesn't know. I don't know. He might have an answer. I don't know what he thinks. Um, have you ever suffered from any tragic injuries? No, I had a pretty bad ankle sprain my senior year of high school, um, but well, not like an ACL tear. And I got stitches and I was like, you can see it on my eye maybe maybe not um yeah that's it nothing too bad um <laughs> harry stark in the youtube community has a bunch of questions oh my gosh okay since you just like rapid fire these i'm gonna give rapid fire answers am i a molinist yeah maybe um my body dualist possible but i think not idealist lean towards it but not convinced panentheist no old earth creationist yeah, I mean, I believe in old earth and what does creationist mean? Um, yeah, um, obviously God exists. More realist, yes. Conceptualist, I feel like that has to do with abstract objects. Not studied enough, so I'm just going to say, I don't know. Um, what doctrine of inerrancy do you hold to? Um, I'd say God's word is true and all that and when we interpret it correctly. Um, so when we interpret it right, God's word is true. Um, what is the moment you realize that God existed and the resurrection really happened? So I did this in your project in high school and I was reading, um, so I probably disagree with a lot of Turk's arguments now. Um, like I wouldn't think they're super the best. Um, but I was reading the book he wrote with guys like I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. And I read the book and like I'd never heard of the cosmological argument before. And I remember reading it and I was like, okay, yeah, God exists. Come on, let's be real here. And like obviously like now I'm much more like knowledgeable in terms of like knowing the counter objections and objections and uh, it goes on ad infinitum. Um, but that's when I was like, yeah, yeah, God really exists. And I've never really lost that conviction since then. Obviously my beliefs and values and things like that have shifted in things. But yeah, how do I deal with mockery, ridicule, misrepresentation? Um, I don't know. I just keep going. I mean, if people really can't actually engage with the content and just kind of like want to be like oh you're just dumb or you're just biased or things like that well you know like to me that it's kind of a win for my content because it's like well maybe i had a good argument then if they can't really object to it they just mock me um so it doesn't really bother me i think i played a lot of sports in high school so things like criticism really just don't get to me like i it just doesn't it really doesn't bother me um so yeah what do your parents think about your channel they support me they're really they're really cool about it. And yeah, they're awesome. Um, what are your biggest mistakes atheists do? I think the biggest mistake the atheists and theists make is just thinking the other side is irrational. Um, a lot of times you're like, oh, you know, everyone's irrational if they disagree with me. And it's like, no, that's not true. Um, I pray he's a Calvinist. Oh my, Lucas, we need to talk. Um, have you had awesome? Yes, I've had Luke Barnes on. 
Um, you can look it up on the interview playlist or just search like it here in Apologetics Luke Barnes. Um, but yeah, we talked about the fine tuning argument and it was a lot of fun. I love Luke. Um, yeah, so that's we're caught up on live questions. What I'll do now is we'll head over to the Twitter and see if there were any questions that replied to my tweets. Um, yeah, keep asking questions. We'll go for another like 30 minutes or so. Um, and then I would need to get sleep and watch a little bit of Monday Night Football while I read and do obnoxious amounts of homework. Um, yeah. So it looks like on Twitter, I don't have any questions. Oh, wait. No, it's just Nate GD2 correcting my terrible time zone stamping. Um, writer John Buck, what is up, my guy? It is good to see you. Um, yeah, you're awesome, John. Um, love the cat. Makes me happy every time I see the cat on your thumbnail profile. Benjamin says, how do you feel about universalism? Not the strict... Well, I don't know what that means for the stricter version. Um, so, obviously, I mean, I feel like most people, like, at least I'd hope... I'd, I'd, I'd hope most Christians are, like, hopeful universalists. Like, I'd never wish that, like, anyone, like, goes to hell or anything like that. Like, I'd love for that to be true. Um, so, I mean, I'm hopeful in that sense. But, like, I don't know. It seems, like, really hard to believe, like in universalism after reading like the scriptures, like talking about like a second death or like um, a final judgment and these things. Like, yeah, it seems really hard for me to think you can make a biblical case for universalism. So no, I wouldn't accept it. And yeah, that's kind of, yeah, I just, I don't see it. Um, so obviously, you know, like most people I'm hope surely hoping, Oh, look at that. Most people are asking, what are you currently reading? That's a good question. Um, Okay, so I'm reading all my school books, but we're not going to talk about those because it's boring. Like, school, come on, who cares? Um, recreationally, like, I try to spend, like, 20, 30 minutes reading, like, books I want to read a day. Um, I'm reading The Lord of the Rings, so um, reading The Fellowship of the Rings, which is really good. Um, so that's been good. I'm reading Craig Evans' book, Jesus in the Manuscripts. So it's, like, on, like, New Testament criticism and, like, modern stuff. Um, so, yeah, that was it's a good book. I'm reading... Uh, John Peckham's book, Divine Attributes, which is really good. Um, John, you may not like it because I know you're Catholic, so you're probably a classical theist. Um, but he kind of tries to, he, he kind of argues that classical theism just doesn't really line up with like what scripture says about God. Um, really enjoying that. Been reading Lydia McGrew's book on the historical reliability of John. I've been reading the early church fathers, just, just, just dibbling, dibbling in the early church fathers. Um, so I've been reading Eusebius's History of the Church. Um, so I'm hoping to get finish that soon and move on to probably Clement of Rome or maybe Augustine. I don't know. Um, read a book on evangelism. Hopefully going to be reading John Piper's book, 50 reasons Jesus came to die soon. Um, I was reading the book of Mormon. Then I stopped. Um, there's a few more. I, if you send me a friend request on Goodreads, you can see everything I'm reading. And if you check my website, I have all my favorite books on there. Um, Stop taking questions and watch some football. You deserve it. Oh my gosh, Jerry, you are too kind to me, my guy. But there's all these amazing people that for some reason decided to subscribe to my YouTube channel. Um, and we have 3,000 subscribers and they feel like they should ask me questions. So I'm going to spend another 30 minutes answering questions. And then I will watch football and read books because I need to do homework. Um, yeah. Um, Thanks to my friends debate. I heard that was a cool debate. Yeah, I have to check it out sometime. UVA or Hokies? Um, neither. Was it? I'm curious where you're from. Um, you from Virginia? Because I live in Lynchburg. It'd be fun to hang out sometime if I'm not crazy busy. Um, I don't know. 
I mean, I have a friend that goes to UVA, so I guess that leans me towards UVA, but I also have been like near Blacksburg. So I guess I'm a true agnostic on the UVA or Hokies question. Um, so the book I believe is called the divine attributes by John Peckham. I believe his name is, it just came out just a few months ago. So you can check that out. Divine attributes, Peckham published by Baker academics. Yeah. So I think it's called divine attributes, knowing the covenantal God of scriptures, the subtitle. Um, so yeah. Well, John, he destroys that argument with facts and logic. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, he talks about that stuff, so it's worth you might if you you might be curious to check it out. Um, so yeah, sorry, um, but I'm obsessed with hell. Do you think people can get out of hell? Also, what's the biggest problem with naturals? Um, like once again, no. It's, like hell is a very important question, Ben, and like we need to talk about it. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, we should talk about hell like yeah it's a very important topic i have just just reading the bible i have a very hard time seeing how you can make a case for universalism or like universal reconciliation not to say you can't do it it just it just seems very unlikely to me um so yeah uh yeah so i just i struggle with it biggest problem with naturalism wait okay i just have a hard time understanding what naturalism means because like if i talk to some people like naturalism means like reductive materialism but then if you some people it's like this like cosmopsychism we're going to grant like consciousness or more realism or all these things um so i don't know it's hard it's like it's just tricky to define ben um so yeah we make an updated version of your top 10 mm, that's actually a really good idea i'm gonna write that down um because i made that video a long time ago so i'm gonna write that down and i will do that in the future actually because i do these lecture videos and i'm doing a video a very short video on origin and like Platonism. And after that, I didn't really have a plan yet. So yeah, I might actually have to do that because my ideas have changed a lot. Um, loved your interview with SJ. Thank you, Ramon. Really appreciate that. I'm from Charlottesville. Um, appreciate that, Wesley, dude. I feel like you're only like an hour away then. So if you're ever in around Lynchburg, I'll buy your sheets, bro. Come on. You know, sheets boys got to stay together. How has ch learning church history impacted you? Hmm. That's a good question. So I haven't read too much. Like I read August, Augustine's Confessions and now I'm reading Eusebius in like his church history. And that's really the only things I've read so far. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I think it's giving me a deeper appreciation for like the tradition of Christianity. Like, you know, like you, you kind of, like I kind of have this like vision where it's like, oh, it's just the Bible. Um, and I'm not like denying, like I affirm Sola Scriptura, but like there's a lot of rich tradition, a lot of very smart people who, um, you know, like came before us, like the church fathers. And like, you think about like the martyrdoms, like I've been reading Eusebius's view, like book, and he's talking about martyrdoms of like early Christians. And like, Christians were willing to die. Like, like they took it very seriously. Like, and I've just been like convicted because I'm like, well, am I willing to die for like my faith? Like, do I, how, how seriously do I take it? Um, things like that have really impacted me recently <laughs> thinking about like, here I am and I do these YouTube streams and I do homework and I watch sports and I hang with my friends. Like, what am I doing? Um, cause these people were like willing to die. I'm not saying like everyone should be a martyr. Um, but yeah, no, like it's made me like really think about like, not just like arguments and stuff, but like actually like, like what does it mean for me to be a Christian? Um, yeah, I heard there's a good bait debate john yeah um yeah emerson green's coming on next week to talk about physicalism um because i think this is one of these points where especially like apologetics this probably made like push atheists too far in terms of like it's like a lot of atheists will deny things like moral realism or like 
be physicalists. And like these things are like, seem so intuitively false. And like, you don't have to like accept Christianity to like believe it. Like you can be an atheist and be a more realist or d- deny or accept like the non-reducive nature consciousness. Um, and you can have pro like, I think you're going to have problems like, explaining these things, but like you can at least be consistent. Um, like there's nothing like two plus two equals five and consistent about believing in like the, those two propositions. Um, that's what I'm hoping to kind of do with that. But yeah. How do you think God feels about euthanasia? I think so. Oh gosh, Ben. Um, I don't, I mean, I would tend to think euthanasia is wrong. Like, God is the giver and take your life um, and things like that. Like, that seems just wrong to me. And then you also hear about, like, um, there was some player, soccer sports player, that was in a coma for, like, 35 years because the parent, the wife didn't refuse to take them off life support. And, like, that seems like, I don't know. Um, I don't know. It's a really controversial topic, and it's very something we need to think about. So, <laughs> Ah, dude, you love the free will debates, John. Come on, give it to give them to me, dude. I love talking about these things. Oh, so we were caught up in questions again. Um, I think we're getting caught up. I checked Twitter, checked YouTube community. Um, let's look at our Instagram comments. And after I check Instagram, we'll be all caught up on those. Obviously, if you're new to the channel, be sure to like, subscribe, all those things. Um, if you enjoy the channel, consider becoming a patron or a member. You can, if you're want to be a member, you can literally just press the join button like right there somewhere on your YouTubes. Um, you can become a member for $1.99 a month and it really helps the channel and keeps it going. And I can keep doing these streams while I'm also in school and dying of homework. Um, yeah. So, um, no comments on the questions, I think. Oh, wait, I got it wrong. Um, yeah, no questions. Just someone saying promote it on reality records. Um, yeah, um, free real debate's really interesting. Yes, I agree. Oh, have, oh gosh. So, mm, so I read this paper from Mike DeVito and Tyler McNabb recently talking about this paradox. And it's just kind of those things where, like, I'm just like, it seems intuitive, and there's not really a good argument against it, in my opinion. So, I'm just going to hold to both of them. So, this is kind of like, so we like, if we think about like Christian mysteries, like, say, like the Trinity or like the incarnation, it's like, yeah, these aren't contradictions, but how do we explain them? We really don't know. Um, and then to me, it's like foreknowledge and freedom. Um, how to explain these things? Well, they may appear as contradictions, but you can't like tease out a two plus two equals five contradiction in them. Um, so I'm like, well, yeah. So, I mean, I believe in foreknowledge and I believe in freedom and it's not a contradiction and how it works. I don't know, but it's not a contradiction. So that's kind of the story I would accept. Favorite philosopher of religion? <laughs> Definitely not Rob Coons. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, Rob Coons. Um, hmm. <laughs> Who has influenced me the most? I love Swinburne. Um, talked about Oppie before. Um, Draper. Um, Josh Rasmussen's good. Coons is really good. Um, yeah. Dude, elephant philosophy is back. That's what we like to hear, my guys. Um, so yeah, it's good stuff. Um, so we were caught up on questions and I've gone through all the replies and whatnot. Um, so what I'll do now is I will give a little channel update because might as well. And then, um, if there's no other kind of like questions, then we'll wrap things up here. Um, but yeah, we're going to keep plugging away with the channel and keep working and keep making videos and hopefully gonna make more responses and engage with, um, some of the 
good ideas from atheists and some of the more popular videos and just keep seeking truth and keep asking questions and keep exploring and you know people like josh and go subscribe to the apologetics for all <laughs> apologetics for all right now if you aren't subscribed you really got to um yeah and just keep making videos keep doing interviews talking to people a lot smarter than me um and yeah just keep going like i just love this and i'm so grateful for um everyone here that makes this possible and just like this is part of the journey so yeah um oh nam ding yam yang um greetings it is greetings to you must be early in the morning so i appreciate that um I didn't know any Vietnamese, but one of my best friends is from Vietnam. So that's cool. Um, thank you, John Buck. And thank you, Wesley. Your words are very kind. But yeah, we're going to keep making videos. Um, the plan tentatively is I during the school year, I aim for three streams a week. Um, so one of them being a response video, second one being an interview, and a third one usually being another interview. But, you know, it just depends on the week. So that's usually three. If I have a crazy week, I may have to lower it to one or two. Um, and yeah, we're going to keep making responses, keep interviewing, talking to smart people. Uh, you know how to contact me here in apologetics at gmail.com. That's the best way to contact me, things like that. And yeah, we're going to keep having fun and keep exploring and just keep asking big questions and hopefully loving God through it all. And, you know, just following the evidence where it leads and it's going to be a lot of fun and grateful for all the people out there who listen and are part of this journey. And yeah, so I think we're going to wrap up here. This is a good point. I've been talking for like an hour and 10 minutes. Um, so dream guest, <laughs> I don't know, actually, <laughs> um, Alex Bruce, because literally no one can get Alex Bruce on their show. So yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that's going to be it. So, oh gosh, there's a really serious question from Benjamin. So I feel like I need to answer this. Um, I want to come to depression and suicide. How does God, um, Okay. I'm not going to answer this question, Benjamin, because this is a very serious question and I'm not at all equipped to answer this. Um, what I'd recommend is if you're a Christian, go to your pastor, bring it them to this question, find like a Christian or some sort of like therapist, psychologist, someone like that, like, and bring this to them. Um, God values life. You're created for a purpose. You're made in God's image. There's, there's value. You're intrinsically valuable, things like that. Um, and yeah, so yeah, that's what I would say. Find someone qualified to talk to about that it's a very serious thing but yeah oh planning would be fun um yeah all right well this is gonna be it for the q a um to wesley probably skinny man lucas nick benjamin um nam ramon writer john buck everyone else um love you guys all so much you always know how to research reach me i love doing these q a's because it really feels fun to like interact with you guys um and yeah we'll do another one when we hit probably 3,500 subs. So if you want another Q and a, you know, come on, get all your friends to subscribe and, or, you know, like make 18 million bots or whatever. Oh, let me get YouTube struck down or something. Cause I said that, um, but yeah, we'll do another one and yeah, we'll see you guys next time. Wish you all the best. Love you guys. Thank you for being part of this journey. Um, and yeah, we'll see you next time. God bless.